This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Wednesday, the 8th of July. Justin, get some of this. Okay. Credit and debit card data spending is up 10% compared to this time of last year Ooh. in Australia. But not in Victoria, though. That's according to Combank. <laughs> Brett, we chatted about Tesla on the pod yesterday. We did. Well, Tesla CEO <laughs> Elon Musk yes. has kept to his word. Uh-huh. He's launched a pair of short shorts to recognise his win against investors oh. who bet against Tesla. Right. And the best news? They're satin with a red and gold trim <laughs> right up your alley. Just to the way I like it. Now, three very, very interesting stories today, Justin. For our first story today. Let's do it. The reject shop's best days could be ahead thanks to Aussie consumers going all in on savings during a recession. Mm. That's according to investment bank Morgan Stanley. Reject shop. That's a blast from the past. <laughs> What's the story here? Some background. The reject shop has over 350 stores in Australia mm-hmm. and likes to think of itself as a discount store that sells a bit of absolutely mm. everything. That'd be homeware. That'd be cleaning supplies. That'd be chocky bickies. But <laughs> in the age of big format stores like Kmart and online shopping, Mm -hmm. it's kind of been a bit forgotten. Until now. The reject shop lately has been cutting costs. And Morgan Stanley reckons that although the reject shop is currently worth around 300 mil, it could be worth 3 billion over the next decade. Some are even calling it a new nickname. What is that? That's Target. (laughs) Can't work out if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But anyway, what's the key learning here? The reject shop is the type of retail company that has the potential to take off in a tough economic environment. As we've already seen in an economic downturn, department stores like Meyer and David Jones don't tend to do particularly mm. well. And high-end fashion chains find it pretty tough too. So where the reject shop could find its sweet spot is those Aussie consumers who don't want to shop mm. online but also don't want to spend a lot of money. The reject shop is positioning itself to be the winner in Australia's dollar shop category mm-hmm. in the long run. And investors are loving the sound of that. For our second story, Neil Perry, Australia's most famous chef, mm-hmm. has suddenly retired Ooh. from the Rockpool Dining Group. Hanging up the old apron <laughs> a bit prematurely. <laughs> what happened here? Back in 2016, Neil Perry, the chef who created high-end restaurants like Rockpool, Spice Temple and Rosetta, he sold his restaurants to a private equity company for $60 million. But it hasn't all been smooth sailing lately, Mm. has it? Earlier this year, Neil Perry rallied the troops. AKA investors. Yeah, and with them, he planned to buy back the restaurants he'd previously sold. The only thing to finalise was the price. And then, of course, came his greatest hurdle of all, COVID-19. Because restaurants have been operating at limited capacity, the price for the restaurants just couldn't be agreed upon at Rockpool. And now... Now, Neil Perry has announced he's stepping down from his role at Rockpool in an operational capacity. So what's the key learning here? COVID isn't just affecting the way hospitality businesses operate. It's affecting the way they're valued. Neil Perry's restaurants are just one of many casualties Mm, of the pandemic. Tell me more. It seems like this deal fell apart because during COVID restrictions, it's become increasingly hard to place a value on a private company. And this isn't just for restaurants. This is the same for many other companies right now. Investors are worried about a number of things because so much is Mm. up in the air. How long will these shutdowns last? And when shutdowns are 100% done, will customers come back? And will Victoria ever make it out of (laughs) lockdown? For our third and final story, Allbirds, the unicorn New Zealand American company that designs environmental friendly footwear, Mm. is expanding into apparel. I love those wheels. (laughs) Tell me, tell me, tell me about Allbirds. Allbirds was co-founded by Tim Brown, a professional soccer player from New Zealand. And back in 2014, he noticed a big opportunity to launch a shoe that was both trendy Mm -hmm. and sustainable. Since then, Allbirds has taken the shoe 
Controlled by Storm. It it's has. now valued at more than $1.4 billion. And in the six years since Allbird launched, it's opened 18 retail stores. It's designed a running shoe to compete with Nike. It has joined forces on a collab with Adidas. And it had a bit of a fight with Amazon mm. copying its designs. We've all been there. And now Allbirds is making the big move into apparel. They reckon millennials love their 100% wool sneakers so much, yeah. they'll get around the sustainable undies too. <laughs> so what's the key learning here? In a market like shoes, which is highly competitive, yeah. Allbirds has found a way to differentiate itself. How so? It's built a super strong brand by tapping into exactly what yeah. its target market is attracted to. And what exactly is that? <laughs> it's the deadly combo of environmental sustainability Ooh. and minimalist design. And just like its shoes, its new undies don't have any logos mm. or designs or nothing. And Allbirds is taking its environmental focus to the next level. Recently, they started scoring each of their own products with a carbon score. Which measures each product's impact on the environment. And if anyone from Allbirds is listening, I want those undies and I want them now. <laughs> Make that too. Fox fam, we love to have a lot of fun on the pod. We also love to have fun on our Instagram page. Hit us up at flux.finance on Insta. We would love to see you there. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.